This is America's WebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to the Immigration Hour here on America's Web Radio. It's your host, Rocky Rockcliffe. Uh, Chuck will be down shortly if he's not in his garden with uh, with an umbrella this morning. David, he told us he was going to be here, so hopefully he'll get down here. I'm going to try something uh, a little bit different today. Normally, uh, the things that I want to talk about, I always uh, print out and make notes and highlight. Today, I have everything... Uh, pulled up on my ipad so we'll see how well that works out seems to work out well for chuck when he uh he tries to do it and uh you know hey i'm trying to save some trees uh so let's uh we'll move forward on this today we're not going to talk about uh david sterling though (laughs) do you know any have you heard anything about that do you know what that is the the clippers guy (laughs) all right we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about that but i had to yeah i had to pay homage to the regular news cycle that is uh uh we might talk about it on undisputed though a little bit because you know I always like to talk about race, David. Love to talk about race. We're not going to talk about it today. We'll talk about that on Undisputed. Your chair's here uh, from 9 to 10 on uh, Thursday mornings. We'll uh, just delve right into the immigration debate, uh, immigration stuff today. I was uh, peruse- Most days I pull up uh, just a generic uh, news search for uh, any type of immigration-related article. And, this, and, and usually it's just a bunch of uh, blather and I kind of just gloss over the uh, – Gloss over it because it's all a bunch of the you know pretty much uh, the same thing. Hey, we don't have anything done yet. But there was one interesting uh, one interesting article here uh, in USA Today uh, that was published uh, today. In fact, title of which uh, tech industry creates fears among immigration advocates. Uh, so, and it kind of got me. I think. Well, why would it? Why would it create fear among immigration advocates? Because the tech industry is one of the. Uh, biggest advocates for reform out there. Uh, I don't know if people know, but kind of way of background, uh, there's two principal ways to uh, come to the United States. One is uh, via employment and the uh, the other way is through family. And so if they want to expand uh, – and, and, and the tech industry has really been an ardent supporter of immigration reform uh, of a comprehensive uh, solution to uh, to our problem and, and fixing this uh, absolutely broken system that we have. And the coalition for this reform has uh, never been broader. So it gets me – it got me thinking, why would uh, why would the tech industry create, uh, create these fears? Well – to understand that, you kind of have to have a little bit of a historical uh, analysis from last year when the Senate passed this uh, comprehensive immigration bill. Oh, here's Chuck. He's just walking in. Have you seen this USA Today article yet today? Which one? The, uh, it's, it's really interesting. Tech industry creates fears among immigration advocates. Oh, because The coalition may be splintering. No, well, there is no coalition. That, I mean, that's, 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 that's the big myth. There is no coalition. There are two different coalitions. There are those that want to fix the legal immigration system. Right. Particularly the STEM guys, these IT guys, who are just paranoid that they're not going to have enough talent to choose from. Yep. Then there are those who want to fix the, uh, the the problem with the 11 million and with families and other other types of immigration. And they've never been together. They're, well, they're, they, I, and the the only part of this that really is together is kind of brought out by uh, the group um, Immigration Forum with their badges, Bibles, and Business mm-hmm. Coalition. Other than that. Zuckerberg is not meeting with no 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 I'm not saying they're meeting but but they've they've always maintained that they've been in support of a comprehensive solution oh no I I actually no I don't think they've ever said that I I think you you would know more about I I think uh, they understand that they will never get their own bill for 
Im- increase employment-based immigration without wi- uh, legalization. Okay. They know that's not going to happen. Okay, because so it's more of a kind of a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it, it, yeah exactly not, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so well, yeah, I mean, that's that 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 like also this magical thing now. No, 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 no. no. That's a reporter well, who just woke up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that it's uh, that... You, you don't, Well, let me ask you this. You, do, you don't think that it's possible that uh, Republicans in kind of thumbing their nose uh, at... Uh, the administration or the Senate bill wouldn't try to pass something. I mean, oh, no, they could pass all they point, want. At this point, it wouldn't get through the Senate. Right. It's, 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 it's an it, irrelevancy, but, yeah. So uh, why, I think their position is we're not going to waste the time. Not going to waste Why are we going to waste our time doing something if it's not going to get – if the Senate won't pass it? So what they're going to – they know oh, they have to put you, you think the House isn't going to – isn't into wasting time and political well, grandstanding? Well, no. Well, <laughs> clearly are. But, but what's clear, you know, even despite what Bonner – Boner, 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 Boner said? Everybody knows you're talking about. Oh, don't make me have a vote on immigration. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> I love that. I lo- I lo- here's what's interesting. I was, I was actually uh, reading this morning about this. Uh, while he has, of course, said all the right things about immigration, apparently he's at actually talking to his people on the Hill. Mm-hmm. He, this doesn't come up in their leadership, in their meetings with the, the, the rank-and-file members. He just says it publicly. He just does it publicly. Yeah, apparently. So they're not even talking about it behind they're, they're, where the not, sausage is It's not on their made. spring agenda. The spring agenda is what happens this month, by the right. way. It's so much for spring. <laughs> um, it is likely going to be on their agenda in June and July. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I heard it again today, and which I've been saying for months. If it's going to pass, there's only two times it can pass. Once is in early summer here. after the primaries, yep. and the next time is after the the the, the, uh, the election. After the, the election in November, yeah. Um, I know David wants immigration reform now. Um we all want it now. Because uh, <laughs> this way, we'll be a freer country. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, this way, Obama will, will be taken out of the equation. That's the, that's what really got the Republicans fried. Well, that's, they, that's they what are got... scared. They are scared that Obama is, is going to act unilaterally. Do it. Now, yep. frankly, I don't think Obama wants to do it. Well, I think I, that's clear. It's obvious he doesn't, he doesn't want, want to, do to, do to do it because he uh, hasn't done it yet. And literally, they're forcing him to do it. And yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> If he was bold, which he's not, uh, he would say he would call Boehner and say, "Look, dude, I don't want to do this. Don't make me do this. Really, just <laughs> pass something, dude. Pass something, pass something exactly. so that I can that I can sign. I mean, exactly. I don't even care what it is. Just pass something that I can something sign. Something that says immigration. But you're never going to say that. That's, that's, that's well, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's clear that he doesn't want to do it. Uh, it's and it said he. I don't think he wants to spend the political capital on it. Which is which is what it, it would take. What is, little is, political capital well, Obama has. Yeah, what I mean, little political he capital it. he has left. But he, he may not have the political capital to spend on it. Uh, but that's the thing is he's six years into his administration. He's done one thing significant in a unilateral fashion and that was deferred action for childhood arrivals. And that's – I mean – Not not getting health care. Well, no, no, no. In, in, with in respect to immigration. Yeah, with respect to immigration. Well, in uh, no, in deference he, to David he, he, uh, he, uh, that Obamacare. He, uh, he has forced um, – more prosecutorial discretion didn't exist before, so I'll give him credit for there actually being a memo. I'll give more credit to uh, to the former ICE director, the yeah. Obama. Um, not that it's used; it's only right. used in six percent of the right. cases. <laughs> exactly, whatever. shocker, shocker. shocker. It's probably that's that's point zero two percent for Atlanta folks. Yeah. That's six percent <laughs> nationwide. <laughs> we're we're breaking down that total. Um, and uh, but I, I think this the article although is pointed though because. It really goes to the heart of the problem is there are two different types of immigration systems in America. Yeah, two principal ways to immigrate to this country. Well, well but, but even in even this way, there are two different types of immigration. Right. Those that we want to kick out and those we right. want to keep in. 
and uh, or bring in. Or make it easier to stay here or bring here. And really, there, there, there's only, only two ways to come in, effectively, family and work. Right. I mean, count, discounting asylum because it's a it's a small amount of people. Right, and right. Really, we don't get to choose who they are. Right. But there are two types of systems that we can choose. That we replenish our uh, human capital. Right. And, and, <laughs> and create more human capital. Right. Uh, I was speaking yesterday to uh, the Georgia Hispanic Chamber of Commerce about this, and one of the things that came up was, is our demographic nightmare that we're facing. Mm-hmm. I mean, our little demographic nightmare. That we're dying we, off? That, that we're not birthing enough babies, and therefore <laughs> we could population. become Italy. We yes. could become Europe. How's that working out, Italy? Yeah, yeah or Europe. How's that working out for <laughs> How's you? How's that working out for yeah, you? Yeah, not, not so good. <laughs> uh, and uh, so do we want to become like them, or do we want to keep attracting the best and the brightest? But we can't attract the best and the brightest with our current system. With we can't. 65,000 in a country of 300 work million visas. work visas. Yeah. I mean, there's there's other, obviously, employment stuff, but the H-1B program is 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 by far the... Yeah, the, and this myth the, that they're taking jobs from people. And let me, let me ask you this. Let me kind of cha- change the, 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 the debate on here because I think that, you know, there's there's probably Republican support for high-skilled labor, uh, you know, coming in and everything like that. It's a complete myth that they're taking jobs, but, you know, it, this, this uh, reading this USA Today article got me thinking, why, I mean... Why this emphasis on so? Why so much more emphasis on high skilled labor? Because guess what? Where people live requires low skilled labor as well. Yeah. So, wh- why is there such a push for high skilled labor and not necessarily bringing in the low skilled labor that there is no supply for? Because guess what? You can have all the smart PhDs in the world working here. Somebody's got to take their trash out. Yeah. Somebody's got to cut their grass. All that stuff. And there's a demand for that labor here. So I think that. It, the economic issue for this is let's bring in all the la- – let people bring in the labor that they need to bring in, you know, one, and one that's of, the issue. Well, one of the issues that really comes up here, though, is supply and demand. Right. And not just macro supply and demand, micro supply and demand. I right. spent last week uh, visiting my new grandbaby uh, out in Utah. Shout out to uh, A couple days. I'm a grandfather. <laughs> I'm the man. And by the way, she is the cutest granddaughter ever born. Uh, and I was meeting with a couple of clients of mine out there. And do you know what the unemployment rate in Utah is? Do you know what it is nationally? What's the national like rate? Like eight-ish, seven-ish. Eight, seven, eight, seven, six, yeah. seven, six. Um, Utah's unemployment rate is 4.2%. Definitely 50% below the national average is a is statistically significant. Yes. Yeah, well, that – and what is baseline unemployment? What is, what, is, what is the number that economists want to be at for a strong, healthy economy? Uh, three-ish, four-ish. Five. Five? If, if, you're, okay, below, if well, you're at five or below, you're below five, you're at the bottom of the pickle barrel. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Yeah. I mean, that, those are people that either want to be unemployed or maybe unemployable. Right. Or out of the uh, workforce. And so now Utah right. is a much younger state than many other states in the country. They have a lot more uh, youth, a lot more, lot more higher education. Mm-hmm. But literally, the clients I have, these are, these are companies in the software tech field, they literally can't find the bodies. They, they are robbing Peter to pay Paul. Company X will go to Company Y in the street and steal one of their engineers. Company Y will go to Company Z and steal one of the engineers. Then, then Company X will go to this company with Z and steal their engineer. Mm-hmm. They're stealing from each other because right. they don't have the they're, bodies. They're and yet there the may very well be a software engineer, Alpharetta, goes, well, they're taking my job. Dude, you live in Georgia. Right. Go to where the jobs are. Right. And that's the problem with the tech field that Zuckerberg's running about. They're saying there's nobody for these jobs. In the Bay Area, <laughs> where it costs two hundred thousand exactly. dollars to rent a five hundred square foot. Really, apartment. if they wanted to make a case stronger for their side, mm-hmm. which I think they should, right. they should open up offices. 
a Facebook Atlanta, Facebook uh, Indianapolis, go where Facebook, the, go go where your Little uh, Rock, go where your human capital, is. go to the capital, right, and see, and then and then what you'll see is, of course, there's still a shortage, right, absolutely, and then you then people will say, well, we, we're there, where are you, man? Yeah, we had the we you know, exactly. It's it's a it. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it's more than the macroeconomic issue; it's the microeconomic issue. I mean, of supply and demand here. I mean, there may be supply uh, in Georgia or Texas for uh, that. You know, these tech companies want to fill, and 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 they're not going to them. But the overarching, the overarching uh, theme is still. Well, we got to bring more labor. Well, in. Well, I mean, and that's, the other that's thing is, that we know we don't even have to do. We can't do that for service jobs. No, service jobs are there. I mean, these these higher end jobs, you might be able to re- relocate. You can move stuff around. You can mm-hmm. move businesses around. You can open up satellite offices. Uh, you can't do that for the job at McDonald's. No, you can't do that if, for your grass. Right, you exactly. Grass it has to, to be somebody to, that's physically there Detroit. to do the work. It's uh, not. It's they, you can't telecommute to McDonald's. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean, uh, although the hamburgers <laughs> would probably taste better if you did do that. Uh, uh, but you no, know, you're looking at. It, there's a lot of obviously in play here, and I, I'm on a couple uh, committees that, that look at these issues nationally. And there's people on the other side of this issue from me that talk about you know mm-hmm. why there is a tech, why there's not a tech shortage. Uh, you know we we can agree to disagree on those issues, but I see it from the from the employer's perspective. Mm-hmm. That's who I represent. It's who I work with. There just aren't enough bodies out there to do our work. And uh, you know people keep complaining about the economy. And I, I, you probably may have talked about this on your show. I know you're not for big government. Okay? <laughs> I know Dave used to be a big government guy, but he's not you're, so much anymore. You're not for big government either. Uh, what are you no, masquerading? But here's my question. What is big government? <laughs> oh, no, what no. does that mean? What does that mean? And here's it's, why I'm asking this question. <laughs> because the only sector of society, the economy, that has not grown in the last six years mm-hmm. is the government. It's the only part that hasn't grown. The, in fact, the federal Ooh. government has shrunk dramatically, as have state and local governments, since 2008. There has been no growth it, okay. in oh. the number of employees, no, exactly. yeah. number of employees in the government, there we go. and that is looking, and that's going to actually going to be exacerbated over the next fifteen years as the rest of us, the baby boomers, well, retire, but, and we are not being replaced. No, so I totally, is, no, no. I understand we're dying off, but but the number of employees that a, uh, that, a gov- uh, that a government has, I don't think, is dispositive of whether it's no, but large I'm, or small in terms of the scope, no, size, and scope but of its, it's having, But it's having a a flow down effect in the economy. Um, for example, what are the types of jobs in government? I mean, what are they typically? Oh, they're they're clerical, well, bureaucratic management, management they're, they're type jobs. Basically, yeah. what you're saying they are. Middle class jobs. Middle class jobs. Let's take a break here on America's Web Web Radio on the most listened to immigration radio station in the known universe. In the universe. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración o asuntos que tiene que arreglar, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Tenemos más de 50 años de experiencia haciendo las leyes de inmigración y defendiendo a los inmigrantes. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O al www.immigration.net With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national... 
Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to uh, the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio with Rocky Rockliffe and Chuck Cook. It's great to be back, by the way, in the, it in the saddle is, again. It is, and it is. My garden, no, the garden, no garden issues. We, thought, no, you were no, gonna, we garden, thought you were out there with an umbrella. You know, Saturday I was home briefly. Uh, my last week was kind of crazy. I flew out on Wednesday night to my son's graduation, son and daughter-in-law's graduation. Flew back on a red eye on Friday night to marry somebody on Saturday from church. Flew back to Utah on Saturday night for the blessing of my granddaughter. And flew back here on Sunday night. So I was a little tired. But while I was here on Saturday, I got a couple hours sleep. Woke up about 9 o'clock in the morning. And went out and I planted my 250 tomato plants uh, in the garden. My knees are still killing me. My knees are still killing me from that. <laughs> I'm uh, still trying to get over the uh, fly back Saturday, Yeah, welcome, welcome to my world. <laughs> welcome to my world. Uh, and uh, – but uh, – I. And the garden was in great shape. Things were all the stuff that I planted two weeks ago were all coming up. It was looking good. Then I got I went down there last night. Apparently Sunday here uh, you had you had a massive rain Saturday night and Sunday. Yes, because my garden was like up. Yeah. it was it looked Sunday like afternoon. streams had formed in it. Oh, you didn't have any. We had massive. Rain oh, it looked it looked like rain. streams had formed in my garden mm-hmm. and literally moved stuff around. But my tomatoes were still good. Now I don't. After last night, I don't know. I did not hear the rain last night. My wife said, "Oh, it was you, storming and lightning." Had been sleeping hard. Oh, man, I, I didn't hear anything. I slept <laughs> great last night. I had a great night's sleep. So, uh, but uh, I uh, ate a bunch of strawberries last night from my greenhouse. Oh, they're good. I bet they're good. The strawberries are good. How big are they? Uh, mostly about that big right now. They'll get they'll get about that big. Oh man! But some of the some of the first early ones are always small, and then as they yeah, as, as you pick and grow. Age, and, yeah, okay. But we'll we'll eat all the way through July. Those the strawberries. Yeah. That's three months. That it's going to be good. Well, I'm looking forward to bringing stuff. But uh, here's here's my sad note. My four <laughs> fig trees died from the frost from the freeze. They literally killed my the late freeze we had. Yeah, that, that light freeze. No, no, no the late. Freeze no, the January late. deep freeze. Oh, the deep freeze. The deep freeze. Them. Yeah, the deep freeze killed them. Wow. Uh, regular f- regular freeze is 32, 30, 25. Yeah, no problem. But we were down one, below twenty, <laughs> yeah, fifteen, days. ten. Yeah, yeah that, wow. that just freezes them. That which is terrible because I had great figs last year. Yeah. Oh man, figs were just awesome this last year. And, the, and that I mean, those take a while to. Uh, oh, I was. Th- these were seven years old. Yeah. I mean, these were these were thirty. These were thirty foot. These are twenty five, thirty foot trees. Yeah. I did go out and buy new, buy new ones, but in any event, we're talking about immigration. Anyway, yeah. that's the garden. How's, How's your garden, garden doing, Dave? How's your garden, garden doing? I, I've zero, still, zero. Did you put anything yet? <laughs> no, too wet. You know, it's, uh, yeah, too wet, and uh, you know, all my cukes are up. My, my uh, hometown, where I have a farm, is it's going to get down in the forties. Wow! And it's about, it's supposed to get down in the forties here. No, no. Nah. Really? Yeah. Well, but as long as it doesn't freeze, it's not going to freeze again. So it shouldn't freeze. But but I've still got two pepper plants in my basement. I got to plant. It's just you know it's it's a mess. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm holding off on my eggplants. Are still growing pretty good in the house. Those are really sensitive to cold. So 
I'm going to wait a little bit longer to get this. Chuck has grow out. lights in his house, folks. So, I, I do. I do have grow lights in my house. <laughs> and, a, and a drone flying over. Did you, yeah. <laughs> He's uh, a hot spot in my house. Inconspicuously yeah. using large amounts of power. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. Speaking of drones, I, I don't know. Rocky, you, you frequent my Facebook page every now and then. Yesterday I had a, a picture that was taken by a drone of the destruction in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking afterwards, you know, and, and I have a bit of inside information on drones that they they are used much more than to the point that the FAA is is very concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, how much are they used in immigration? Do you think? Is, is it, oh, they use them on the border all the time. Oh yeah, they use them on the border. Oh yeah, CBP constantly. Oh, yeah, they they CBP has armed drones, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Armed drones. Yeah, there's drones on the border. Yeah. Um, but I think only in the south. I don't think I don't know if there's any in the northern. They have border. in the north too. Now nope. you know what they do have in the north. Uh, the, a lot of are ground sensors. Yep. They have lined most of the border with ground sensors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that can dis- distinguish between bears, deer, and people. Yep. Um, so this is yeah. No, yeah the drone. I mean, go- all you have to do Google CBP predator drones. It's all there. And if you don't it's think not, that, it's not a conspiracy, uh, nah. it's right out in the open. Yeah, and in fact, that was part of the Senate bill yeah. was the purchase it, of drones. The increased enforcement. Yeah, absolutely. and they actually bought the drones anyway. Yeah. And these aren't, I mean, I, 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 what they ordered were predator drones. They're, uh, they're, they're I don't know if they use predators. Drones. They have reapers. What are they using? Reaper, reaper drones. Reapers are the smaller ones, right? No, no predators are the uh, the first generation okay. uh, that they were able to put one Hellfire missile on. Yeah. The reapers are the turboprop version with a lot longer, lot bigger wingspan, lot uh, okay. longer loiter time, and can carry and have multiple hard points on their wings. And that's uh, that's what CBP. You've seen these up close and personal. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, I mean, and listen. They do what they are advertised to do. They work 100% of the time with 100% effectiveness. <laughs> now, whether or not you agree with it, their employment or whatever. I'm, I'm just story. grateful that FEMA has not set up camps around the U.S. Uh, in the last couple of years. I'm just grateful that hasn't happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're talking about this whole split. Yeah. Uh, to yesterday, the up in D.C., a group of advocates, including a group from Georgia, a group of wonderful uh, kids and leaders, were up there uh, in uh, in D.C. and some were arrested as part of their hunger strike uh, thing that's going on in Lafayette Park across from the White mm-hmm. House. There is enormous pressure on Obama. Oh, I mean, in- enormous, enormous pressure, uh, and uh, they are feeling it. I, I have some. Sources as well that I will not disclose. I mean, he's publicly. bringing people to the White House saying, "Guys, back off, cool off on yeah, this deportation deporter in chief thing. Yeah. Like, you guys are killing." No, me. but it's I really mean, important to keep that up. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, absolutely they should. important to yeah, keep that up. Absolutely. Uh, this morning, I was watching a show on another station that I don't typically watch, and uh, there was this kind of talk going on about. You know, from the right, you know, Obama doesn't enforce law. From the left, he's the porter in chief. Right now, talk about two opposing dichotomic views. <laughs> he's enforcing. Uh, he's the, a, hell he, out he's, of he's, it. He, he's the porter in chief from one person's point of view. Right. He's not enforcing law at all from another person's point of view. Right. Clearly, there's Clearly probably there's a truth a somewhere. There's a disconnect, but there's probably a truth somewhere in between yeah. that. Uh, and it, it just points out it's all about perspective. All about perspective. It's all about it's all where you're coming from, what you think should be happening, should not be happening, and thus. And that's true with everything but, in life. But it's to be to be clear, he is in, he is enforcing the law yeah. and he is deporting mass numbers of people. Yeah. Just just so everyone knows right. what the facts are. Yeah, you know, but he's not deporting everybody, which no. is which is true. Right. They're not deporting everybody they come into contact with because they physically can't. No. 
They physically can't. They don't have the money Manpower, nor the resources right. to do it. Um, and uh, I, I do want to take a brief aside here, talk about the resources and the manpower, and briefly discuss the nightmare that is currently the immigration court. Because, it David, <laughs> their computers stopped working. Literally. Uh, the EOIR had, whereas at the cutting edge of technology about 15 years ago, and you could pick up your phone and call this 800 number and put in the person's case number, and it would tell you when their next hearing, hearing was, what the status of the case was. They have, apparently have never updated in any effective way the code? that system. Wow. Which must be running on Fortran or something. It's like Cobalt. Or Cobalt something. and Fortran programming. Like still got the Y2K I know it's problem. a DOS-based system because I've seen, oh I've still seen the interface. It's a DOS-based system. Well, apparently it just finally gave up the ghost uh, about Literally. three weeks ago. Literally. Yeah. It just like You can't working. get any information. But now they tied that into their hearing notices that they print out. They tied it to their voice recording during the hearings because they, they record the hearing. They don't have, they don't have transcribers. Um, and... The notice they send out, the court, the, literally the court list for that day. They haven't been able to do any of that stuff since April 13th. Yep. So yesterday I called the internet number, thinking, oh, you know, I knew it was still down. And, and it rang. It, it picked up, mm-hmm. but it says this. It's got a message on it. It says, the message says this. That message started on Thursday. Is it Thursday? Yeah, it started okay, Thursday. We have restored the system, but there is no updated system since April 12th or April 13th. Right. So if anything's changed since then, this is not accurate information. Right. And today is the first – or no, today's Tuesday. Yesterday was the first day where they were not able to patch it with the Department of Homeland Security letting them uh, update for that day's court off their system. Yeah. So today's the fir- yesterday was the first day where they were unable to print dockets. Yeah. And I have no court this week, and I have a feeling that there's probably not any court going on because they – have no way of knowing. Well, we have hearings this week. Do we have hearings this we week? We have hearings this okay. week. We have hearings this week. Uh, but uh, Well, they're on our calendar. On our calendar. We <laughs> hope they're on <laughs> oh, our calendar. Yeah. But think about that. Literally, because of terrible management, who terrible. doesn't say, hey, Bob, who's in charge of updating that telephone system to make sure it's not integrated with everything else we do so in case it goes down, we lose everything? Somebody should be fired over this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Actually, that guy's probably been, he was probably retired five years right. ago. Somebody will get a bonus. Probably retired 10 years ago. Somebody, somebody, will, get a bonus. somebody will get a bonus. Yeah, somebody will get a bonus. Somebody will get a bonus. But what a nightmare. I mean, it's, it's, it's a talking about the force, and now you got guys sitting in jail. Yep. Sitting in jail. Well, they so had, can't what, have hearings. Was it, they had uh, one, one, of our, one of the attorneys in our office uh, actually had, had filed a bond motion, I want to say like yeah. two weeks ago, and had called the uh, the court at the Stewart Immigration yeah. uh, Detention Center. And what and they the say? clerk was just. Hey, I got 50 bomb motions here just sitting on them. Yeah. Can't schedule them. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Good. Hey, they're not recorded anyway. Not, not violating due process at all by just not uh, not giving somebody a bond hearing. Just you know, I, that would be a great Good immediate job. habeas. File a class action habeas in the Middle District Gosh. of Georgia and say, bam, I want the federal judge. I release them all. Yeah. I release everybody. <laughs> Why don't you all take this to the mainstream media? Oh, it's in the media. It's it was in, on the Wall Street it, Journal. It, it, Wall Street Journal already yeah. wrote an article about this. New York Times wrote an article about it, but it, it's not sexy enough to make yeah. it on Fox News. It's like, hey, government, um, government. Uh, that's what you mean by mainstream media, right? Yeah. Fox News. <laughs> government system uh, down due to technical failures. Yeah. Not sexy. David Sterling, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what an ass that guy is. Uh, what a plus. Oh, what a plus. Yeah. The good news is I never watched the Clippers anyway. Uh, oh, so. you <laughs> I started watching the Clippers a little bit this year because they got a lot more national. Uh, They've TV always days. sucked. No, but they've been good the last two years. After 74 years of sucking. Now we know why they suck. Now the guy's a racist. But hey, 
We've known the guy was a racist. He was Apparently. sued by DOJ in 2003 for housing discrimination and had to pay out the largest settlement in history and $5 million of plaintiff's attorney fees. Really? For his comments that were transcribed from recordings. The only reason this is a story is because TMZ and Deadspin got yeah. recordings of him yeah. saying it. And it's literally everywhere. Yeah, it's just <laughs> – yeah. just. but you know what's really interesting about this guy is how did he get so wealthy? He's a slumlord. Yeah, exactly right. He's a, He's slumlord. a slumlord. But my favorite part of the whole story is when the – Mainstream media from the right, which would be right. trying to say, oh, he's a poo. We don't make a big deal. He's a big Democrat. He's a big Democrat. <laughs> Turns out, dude's a registered Republican. Dude's a registered Republican. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And all this – the best thing about the story, though, is it, it – and I'm going to talk I'm going to talk about this on my show because I love talking about race and oh, culture. Yeah. I love it. But the, the best – the thing is that all this turns into in the mainstream media when stories like this hit is who can yell loud, well, I hate racism. Yeah. Like exactly. we know, you. <laughs> no, who doesn't? Like, I mean, who likes racism besides Clyde Bundy and Mr. Sperling? Yeah, just, where, <laughs> where were you guys 13 years ago when he was sued by the Department of Justice yeah. screaming he's a racist? And then we're going to give. Apparently, the NSA was going to give him an award. Yeah, next week they did an award. The NSA was going to give him an award. Yeah, and they, uh, they, uh, the, the guy, the guy, everybody knows who the guy is. It's no shock. But anyways, we digress. All right, we need, <laughs> okay, we're at the last minute of this segment, but we're going to come back. I want to talk about driver's licenses. I've got a little oh, yeah. quasi-update on Georgia licenses. Uh, we'll be back here in, in a minute on America's Web Radio with Immigration Hour. Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano o tiene problemas con inmigración o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611, a las 404-816-8611, o visítenos al www.immigration.net. This is Michael Gano with the Middle East Research Center Limited, bringing you insight to Israel, the truth about the greatness of the Jewish state and its struggle for sovereignty and security every Sunday at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome back to America's Web Radio on, America, on the Immigration Hour. Or this is the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. It's yes. better said. Most listened to immigration podcasts in the known I'm, I'm too rested is my problem. I had such a great night's <laughs> sleep last night. You had such a great night's sleep. You're just raring to go today. I sleep <laughs> well when it rains and thunders. I just do. I sleep yeah. great. I sleep great. Unless uh, the, the huge thunderclaps will wake me up, but I do like trying to go to sleep when it is uh, when it is raining. Yeah. yeah. I like the sound. It's just Yeah, the sound hitting – I. I really started liking it when I spent some time in Argentina and I had a tin roof on uh, oh, the place that's, I was that's living awesome. in. Uh, it was the best. Go Probably back. sucks in Afghanistan, though. Oh, yeah. Then you're just soaking away. <laughs> I, pushed, I pushed all those memories out. I think back fondly to my time in, uh, in, in poverty. <laughs> now, driver's license. You know, California passed a law to give undocumented immigrants driver's license. Kudos to California. Um, democratically controlled legislature. Not yet. I think it starts in July or something like that. Yeah. So people are studying and getting ready for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question is, what about Georgia? 
you know, what are we doing here? I think I related a when few we weeks ago. When we leave the nation on uh, state-sponsored uh, immigration reform. Yeah, that, that we do, <laughs> and, and as well as carrying a gun. Uh, you heard about what happened to the FedEx facility this morning. No, what happened? Guy walked in and started shooting people. Started. Apparently he's an employee, then blew his brains out. Um, good thing we have those open carry laws. That's, that's yeah. good for Georgia. So, side, let me, let Did me, you hear about the guy at the, at the baseball game this weekend? It, like it was running around and some kids a little league game showed everybody his gun at the baseball game. You know, people, I'm there's a word for, for that, I'm right? I'm all for you being able to carry. Just they, nobody should see it. Just it's concealed carry. Don't be a dummy. Yeah, don't be a dummy with it. If I've never, I am. You'll you won't find a, a Second Amendment supporter more ardent than me. But people. Use common sense. All these people that want to display their gun and put it on their shoulder. And it's my right. Dude, How big I got is the your right wanker? to run around naked if I want in yeah. certain things. It doesn't make it a good idea. No, absolutely it, not. Just because you have the right to carry an M16 on your shoulder doesn't mean it's a good idea for you to do it. Tool. <laughs> That's the word. Tool. <laughs> yeah. Tool. Anyway, so. Tool. Uh, uh, so I talked a couple weeks ago about the young man from my church. And I, yeah. I tried to go in and, and apparently – I am not a responsible adult. Right, clearly. Georgia clearly driver's not a license rules. Adult. Uh, so I have now called the uh, Attorney General's office. Okay. And asked them to please respond to my what, – what the official interpretation of responsible adult is for purposes of Georgia driver's licenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that's the same re- thing as guardian, I need to know why they have it in the reg. Why would you need the words responsible adult? When you're using the word guardian, guardian, right? Uh, is there simply a misplaced modifier? Or what's the difference? Is there a missing comma, exactly, or a, an unplaced comma that should exist which, there? Which is what most laws hinge on, folks. Yeah, it does commas. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> Poorly written laws. Wars, yeah. uh, and so I, I'm still working on this this kid to get him get him his work learner's permit yeah. so he can get a license so his mom can stop driving illegally, right? And he can I drive her around. I that's mean, reality, folks. Did they get back to you yet? No, no. With, I a, two, with a three-word so. response saying, "Well, not no, Chuck I think." I, I, well, you know, it's interesting because <laughs> in the past, I've called the same attorney general uh, on the issue of uh, tuition, in-state tuition in mm-hmm. Georgia, uh, for purposes of kids who are documented whose parents are undocumented, mm-hmm. and uh, that somebody, some kid, had been denied in-state tuition because his parents were undocumented. He was a citizen, uh, and I said, "Look, I don't want to sue you over this." So yeah. I just called this guy and said. You know, I don't know. I see you. I'm going to win this. Yeah. Uh, he says, no, no, don't sign. I'll just give me a gay. <laughs> yeah. Call back. Your kid's good. I put a memo. I put a memo. I called the school, and I put a memo out to all the schools Yeah. on this. Uh, we're going to do, hopefully do the same thing to the DDS. Is uh, we have a, They have a new general counsel who has zero experience in this field. Mm-hmm. Zero. Their underling general counsel also had, I think, very little experience in this field uh, when, the, when the senior general counsel retired. So I, I think their interpretation, it can't, be, it can't legally be right. It doesn't make any sense in the context of the rules. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. And, and as a matter of public policy, it's dumb. Clearly, you're, res- you're a responsible adult, and there's, a public po- there's a, in, an incentive to allow him to get his learner's permit with you as the responsible adult. Right. I mean, it just, it's just dumb not to. It, it doesn't make any, it doesn't no, make any sense. No, uh, whatsoever. You, you know what I could do? I could write up a piece of paper, <laughs> have his mom sign it, uh, Charles Cook's responsible adult for my kid. Walk in there, you go, I bet you they would take that. Really? Even, I bet, I bet even you they after would, you They're uh, morons. I bet yeah, you they would take it. Probably. I bet you they probably. would take it. It just, and, and, and to underscore this whole thing, the entire, this, this whole thing about work permits and everything like that, the, the collateral issue, I don't even want to call it collateral, it's the main issue, is driver's license, folks, yeah. because everybody's already working, regardless of whether they're employment nope. authorized or not. You know, there was a, a much less demand for workers' permits 
when people could drive with impunity. Exactly. <laughs> now so. it's now it's all people. Well, and this this is the plan. This is part of the anti-immigration. No, no, folks, Al, is they, this is you know this this, was this, thought this, out. it's happened. No, absolutely, this yeah. is this is well thought out. Right. Uh, and uh, they targeted what clearly would hurt people. Right. And it did. Uh, and they but gave it didn't money stop to the problem. Yeah. To enforce it. yeah, but it didn't stop the problem. No, there's still people driving while on license. Still people. Wor- there's probably the same number of people or working more. that were working before. More. Because it has nothing to do with nobody. Like I've said on the show before, nobody is coming here saying I want to be an illegal immigrant in the United States. No, nobody says no, that. We're not saying. So- by giving driver's license, you're not subsidizing illegal immigration. Nobody has the idea. You know, I really, I've always wanted to be an undocumented immigrant in Georgia without a driver's license. I'm, I'm going to go to the U.S. You must never have listened to Phil Collins <laughs> and Genesis song from the 1980s. It ain't no fun being an illegal alien. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go and listen to that. It's awesome. I, it's, a, it's a video. One of the, it was one of the very first MTV oh, videos, man. I Phil go, Collins in a wig. Oh, man, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Now, we got a report came out this last week. Um, that uh, Jay Johnson, uh, who is not getting kudos for being warm and friendly at DHS, uh, apparently by DHS, um, by DHS people leadership, okay. uh, he is uh, there's there's like seventeen or eighteen different agencies within DHS, <laughs> and he's got a core group of seven that formed the base. Uh, USCIS is not in that base, by the way. ICE is, but USCIS is not, um, and uh, so. That's not good for purposes of, it, of, of what we do on a daily basis. But Jay Johnson uh, apparently was asked um, to, uh, by Obama to conduct a review of practices mm-hmm. to ensure that, that we are carrying out those policies of enforcement in the most humane way possible. Right. And thus they have a plan they will announce, quote, pretty soon – to remodel enforcement of immigration laws and potentially realign, remodel, pretty soon, realign, conduct There's, a review. There are air quotes on the pretty oh. soon, folks. Uh, so here's Jay Johnson. Now, Jay is interesting. He had zero immigration experience. Wait, is um, he the, like, he's a former U.S. attorney. He's a, yeah, so he's a former, former U.S. attorney. They're all former U.S. attorneys. Yeah. You like that qualifies you for something. Hey, I put a lot of uh, low level drug offenders away. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Yeah, they, I, I put people in jail for coming across the border lately. Right. Um, I. I, I I, I'm not sure he was actually a U.S. attorney or just an assistant. I think he was an oh, assistant. Oh, I'm sure he was probably an assistant U.S. attorney. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because if U.S. attorney become governor, yeah, exactly. If he was a U.S. Yeah. attorney, he'd have a way yeah. better job than okay. DHS. He just said one of the American values. So our enforcement laws must comport with American values. You can tell this guy's a lawyer, right? <laughs> oh, so yeah. you set the standard. We we have we have we have. American values. What are American and, values? Well, and you must comport with those. Well, let me tell you what one of those American values Just is. Just one. Just one. Respect for human dignity. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Respect for human dignity. That's a, that's a human value. Uh, and the <laughs> sanctity of the family unit. Again, human value more than American. Uh, and uh, it pains Jay Carney uh, that families are separated having been feeling as a result of deportation. It pains him. Uh, so Jay Johnson says, look. We're working, consulting with officials at ICE. Consulting with officials at ICE. Not asking ICE, Uh, tell us the policy so we can announce it. Aren't you their boss? Why are you consulting with your employees? So, well, it's what you're saying. (laughs) Why are they even not telling? Say, what is your best ideas? Yeah, yeah. They're consulting with their employees. So he says, I am looking for ways, me, to more effectively enforce and administer immigration laws. Well, those are two different agencies. Enforce... And administer. Right. So you're working with ICE. Why didn't you mention USCIS? 
Because hmm? it's fundamentally hmm. a different. You know, you know why? It's because it's a fundamentally different type of organization. Because it is not a budget-based organization. It doesn't increase the Department of Homeland Security's share of the pie. Because it's a fee-based organization. Exactly folks. right. You have to pay to get a green card. Just fi- I mean, it's it's fifteen hundred bucks to get a family-based green card. Five four hundred twenty bucks for the I one thirty. Thousand seventy for the I four eighty five. That's going to the government. Now, at the same time, the J. J-E-H, by the way. J-E-H, J-E-H, Johnson. J. Johnson. Uh, he, 22 Republican senators, including a couple that would vote for immigration reform like Orrin Hatch, but mm-hmm. the rest mostly weren't, said, we have grave concerns. Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz. <laughs> grave concerns uh, over Johnson's review saying, quote, changes under consideration – which they don't know. The, Jay Johnson didn't know what they are. What it, well, yeah. Would represent a near complete abandonment of basic immigration enforcement. Wow. All right. So that means that's a lead. Now, but get this. You look at this logically. <laughs> yeah. That means we are actually currently engaging in basic immigration enforcement currently. Right. Since we will be changing from that. Right. So now they not, acknowledge, in fact, that Obama a, is, in fact, enforcing the law. In, ah. Okay. In basic enforcement. All right. right. Calling it a matter of quote public safety. The administration has focused focus its limited enforcement resources on undocumented immigrants who have committed crime, committed other crimes, comma, especially violent crimes. Yeah, not true. No. Not right, true. Right. Not true. Crimes defined as violations of the law, yeah. no matter how minor. You are considered a criminal alien. Now, here's what the, this letter said. It was as a result of your policies, Obama, <laughs> individuals here illegally – who do not meet administration, quote, priorities are not only largely exempt from the law, but are released even if they come in contact with federal law enforcement authorities. Now, that has happened, to my knowledge, twice since I've been an immigration lawyer. Where they're just... I just said, look, hey, both of them were single moms with multiple kids. ICE doesn't, they don't want the headache. Now, what they don't understand, what they're probably referring to, it just shows their lack of knowledge of the processes. Yeah. There's a lot of times where ICE will come into contact with people, will place them in removal proceedings, the subject of an enforcement action, and not immediately – give them their day in court essentially and just yeah. not detain them. They don't understand that there's a difference between that and just – Hey, yeah, it's cool. We'll see you later. Yeah, they, which, they, which hardly ever happens, but which no, does happen. It never happens. Well, twice I've well, seen it, but it I've was they were compelling yeah. circumstances. Right. And ICE was just saying, "Damn, we don't have time for this. We don't. I, I, I yeah. don't want to do this. Well, uh, they don't want the headache. Yeah, they yeah. don't want the headache. Um, like why they're not supposed to keep nursing mothers in custody? You know, I don't want the headache. Yeah, I, I don't want to get sued. Despite over this. the fact they have um, a family. Now, Jay Johnson's there. response is, um, I have to be honest. I don't understand those who are not who say we are not enforcing the law. We're enforcing the law every day. There are thousands of people who are convicted criminals. What do you mean by criminal? <laughs> former Very dis, former district attorney in Manhattan just said right, what that right. was, and others who are removed from this country each day. Now uh, Morgenthau, who is the former district attorney, I think in Manhattan, published an op-ed yesterday in the New York Times or the Washington Post or. or uh, Wall Street Journal, it said the DHS definition of criminal is so broad that if applied to society in general, Everyone. we will be living in a national prison. Right. Because they classify anyone the, – the way they classify criminals mm-hmm. is so broad as to – it encompasses anyone who has violated 
a statue, a statue, ordinance, whatever you want to call it. So people who, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with the, with the book Three Felonies a Day, but we we all commit crime, we all violate the law every day in some shape or fashion. Do you speed? Guess what? If you get arrested for that, you can be arrested for that. If you were arrested for that, what if they arrested everybody who's speeding? Exactly. What if they, what, David, 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 what if, now I know you've never been speeding, you've never sped in your whole life. David, but no, does not speed. Let's pretend you were speeding. Would you expect to be arrested for that? What if, or even better, what if the police just said, we're going to arrest everybody, literally bring him in and book right. them, which they can, keep them in jail, which they can, for every traffic violation for the next year? What's your opinion on that? Good bring idea. him on. Bring him on. <laughs> but that's the thing, folks, is that the police can arrest you. For anything, any, any traffic violation, and yet every day, to. every day they exercise their discretion. Right, every, every day. single day. That's Unless what law enforcement money from the federal government to uh, act as an immigration enforcement agent. That's exactly right. right. Let's take a break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración. Conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net. This is Dr. Susan Blank, host of Detailing Addiction on America's Web Radio. Please join us at 4 p.m. on Tuesday afternoons. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200, or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. This is America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. America's Web Radio, we were just watching a little vintage MTV. Little Phil Collins. Phil Collins, it ain't no fun being an illegal alien. Google it, check it um, out, folks. It's Jump uh, Phil. Phil with a toupee. <laughs> And a mustache. It's just, I'm sure they don't play this anymore, but he does little pieces of nostalgia out you there. You know what's funny is I see like 1983 on something like that, and my immediate reaction is, eh, that was like 10 years ago. And then I This is 31, 31 years ago. 31 years ago. Yeah. I was 20, man. I was 20 when this came out. <laughs> I'm old now. Uh, oh, but man. I just thought that was a, you know, an entirely inappropriate uh, way of uh, talking about the issue, but yeah. Today, I mean, back then it was just no big deal. It's, no. it's like everything else I'll say. You, 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 like Mr. Sperling, who's living in 1863, apparently. Sterling. Sterling. Sterling is the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, 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 yeah we don't want to we we confuse him out. But uh, it's just fascinating to watch how. Well, it was just kind of an accepted thing. It was like, hey, yeah, well, you know, because guess what? It really wasn't that big a deal. You could come here and live essentially as an illegal alien without really any. Pro- you just came problems. and went. You just came and went. I mean, yeah. I, we have, I, you know, you don't see them as much anymore, clients who, you know, came in the 80s and just back and forth through the Every 90s, now and then someone walks in, when did you get here? Yeah. 82. Oh, did you forget about the amnesty? Yeah. I was asleep. Well, I mean, there was no incentive. I was listening to too much Genesis. Exactly. And 97 rolls around, and, you know, you don't really see too many people coming and going from there because, you know, that's when, you know, border enforcement started increasing and all this other stuff. But, yeah, back then it wasn't uh, it wasn't that big a deal. Today it's 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 
I don't want to say impossible because there's a bunch of people doing it. It's just so much harder to uh, to survive, and and so much of it has to do with whether or not you can get a driver's license, and that, and that's the name of the game. And and I am 100% in favor of states taking their own action and essentially ignoring the federal government. Say we're going to license these people. They're already driving. They have car insurance and a lot. In in pretty much most cases, they have car insurance. Uh, and there's no reason not to license them. There's every reason to license them. I agree. So, I mean, it, it's just stupid. People are going yeah, to. Plus, think about policy. the boost to our economy yeah. from all the cars, car insurance, and cars are going to be bought. Absolutely, more, more more people will buy cars. More people will be buying insurance. Uh, you know, hey, it's, it's a boon to the. You're right, boon to the economy. I, I, I think it's getting more be a good people thing. out from under a rock. That's that's what it is. People need now. I got to tell you, Senator Hatch signed that letter. But on Saturday, Senator Hatch was in Utah, uh, or Friday when I was out. I there. love these letters that come out of uh, Congress. By the way, they're you know, so they, they just—you know—you know who wrote that letter was Jeff Sessions. I mean, yeah, it's just Jeff Sessions, it's grandstanding at its finest. Oh yeah, it's blah, 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 yeah. blah 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 blah. We're not going to vote for the bill anyway, but we should tell you no, you shouldn't do it. Jeff you know? Sessions. Jeff what Sessions. A what a putz. What a clown. The, the guy is the guy oh is a clown. Man. It's a clown question, man. <laughs> I love Bryce Harper. That's a clown question, man. It's a clown question, man. So. On, in Draper on Friday, um, Oren is in Draper. All right, Draper, Utah, which is yeah. uh, home to many high tech companies yep. in Utah. Big, big time high tech uh, companies. Joined a group yeah. of high tech entrepreneurs to say that immigration reform would actually create more jobs for Americans, not displace them by bringing engineers that local high tech companies do. I just talked about this. They literally don't have enough bodies. We don't have enough bodies. Of uh, Midvale based in contact, we have we are 620 employees. We have something like 70 to 80 open positions right now. We cannot fill, and we are constantly struggling. I mean, it's just crazy. And they can't just go. And and that's the problem is they can't just go. There's supply all over the world for that. They can't just go get them and bring them. I told you, stealing Peter's Rob Paul. Here we go. Amy Reese, uh, founder of Reese Capital, said she would she was forced to be creative to work seek workers from other companies. We take an RV and park in my competitors' parking lots during lunch with a sign that said "Now hiring." They'll soon I mean, be. A, they'll soon uh, have agreements among each other not to poach each other employees, and then there'll be a lawsuit where uh, yeah, yeah, they can't do that. Yeah, exactly. But think that Orrin Hatch is. Yeah, this, I support yeah. this, and uh, we we should do it. And uh, but, this is more evidence of the complete and total disconnect between it and and showing the two different sides of the debate. I mean, you've got that letter which is clearly targeted at at those who are here illegally, and then you've got him out there, you know, with the company saying, hey, we gotta have, we got to do something well, about Well, here's the speaker yeah, of the Utah just... House, a woman named Becky Lockhart, former GOP chairman as well, government affairs at I Am Flash. We've got to go beyond a lot of these things. First of all, most of it's not true. The immigrants just want the same freedom all of our ancestors were sought when they came to the country. We should find a way to give it to them. We should find a way. Yeah. We should find a way. We should have already found a way. You know, that's the problem. Um, but that's I, the issue. so let's go back. I was predicting yesterday the chances of reform. So we've got yep. coming up here uh, all this rhetoric from Boehner all of a sudden. Uh, Becky, what's her name? McMorris Rogers, Debbie McMorris. She's the number four person in the House GOP. She came out and said we got to have reform. Cantor came out, number two person in the House. We've wow. got to have reform. Number three person came out. We got to have reform. Yeah. But the reality is, there's only about 28 Republicans. That can uh, at least quote safely support reform because their districts they're you know guaranteed seats. You've got about 120 to 150 GOPers 
who have zero incentives to support reform because they don't have any Latinos in their districts. Basically, right. they're just Latino-less. Right. They're just pure white districts. And so they have to kowtow to their, to their, to their far right who right. comes out in the primaries. Uh, so Boehner's just got to get over his idea that, you know what? We're going to work with Democrats on this. We're going to get something passed. Yep. If he was a true leader, he would do that. Oh, and nobody yeah. cares. I don't no care if they do a piece. Do you care if they do a piecemeal? I, I do not care. Do something. Yeah. Do something. But it's got, it's, it's, there's got to be an incentive built into whatever comes first. Exactly. You cannot have enforcement only first. No, you cannot. There's got to be – so here's what you say. Here's an example. Uh, we are going to um, say that anybody who came into the country illegally – uh, is barred for the rest of their life unless you come forward in the next 12 months and register with us and pay a $1,000 fine and return. We will ins- we will instate you. We will put you into legal status right. and then allow you to begin the process to immigrate legally to America, and you have 10 years to get it done. Man, they Boom. Did 12, 12 months, that's... They'd have to ramp up pretty quick to receive all those. Well, uh, it wouldn't start for, you know, it's, it's not yeah. for 60 days. No, right, right, right. Yeah, because I mean, the point I mean, about immigration was mass people oh, yeah. applying for that. I mean, yeah. it would literally overwhelm you're talking, you're talking about a million people a month. You have to process oh, yeah. a million people a month, yeah. and most people would be in the last month. Yeah. Uh, and so you've got – but at, 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 to give it 24 months, give it 36 months. Right. Whatever number you get, there's going to be a limit on it. Just come up with something. And just say, here's the – now, in exchange for that – we're going to increase H-1B visas to 150000 but you must they must be paid 110% of prevailing wage. So this gets over the fact they're stealing jobs. Okay, you got to pay them more than you pay in America. Right. Okay, I'll pay them more than America. And, and in reality, folks, even if they were, pay, even if they were paying the, – the prevailing wage is, is the standard now. It costs companies money to file for these visas for people – that is not part of what the prevailing wage is. It costs them more already at 100% of the prevailing wage. Yeah. So if there were jobs, economic fact, economic reality would dictate that the companies would hire those people at the prevailing wage, but they're not. So they have to go pay money out of pocket to find somebody who's willing to do it for what the Department of Labor has said is the prevailing wage. So even if it was 110%, they're already paying more more money than what, what the market – what the government thinks the market yep. is for that job. And that's that. Do something. That you're right. They have to do something. They've got it. Whether they do the high tech, whether they do skilled workers first or some type of amnesty, I don't really care. Just do something. And start now, fixing I, the problem. I, I, I will tell you that Ed O'Keefe, who uh, writes for the Washington Post, uh, doesn't believe we're going to have reform before November. And I, I think he's probably right. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get my hopes up again, but the reality is, I know my hopes were up so much last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> there's just there's just no way it's going to happen between now and November. There's just not enough time. So, you, so you so you say you don't think it's going to happen at all uh, before this, November? Before November? Oh, before November? Before okay, November? I, gotcha, I, gotcha. I I I always remain. I always believed that if we were going to have a really good immigration bill, it would have to come in a lame duck in session. In a lame duck session, and that's and whether that does this time depends, I think, on one thing. Whether the GOP gains control of the Senate. If the GOP fails to gain control of the Senate. What are they, eight seats down? Or six, I think. Six they need to win, okay. win six seats, okay. uh, which they can do statistically, but they could lose Georgia if, they, if the GOP elects one of the crazy people instead of Purdue for the seat. If they elect Purdue, Purdue will be elected. Yeah. Uh, but you've got a situation where uh, if they get that, if they need to control it, then there'd be no reform. 
there'll be no reform. Oh, no. Because the House not. will have no incentive to work with a democratically controlled Senate. Exactly. So they're not going to pass anything. Nope. And then, then they'll work on their own bill, whatever they want, the following year. And I think we would get something under a GOP, a GOP Congress. I just don't think Obama would sign it. I think it would be so bad he wouldn't even sign it. But, well, if, the, but if the Republicans do not control the Senate mm-hmm. after the election, uh, then there is a – there's going to be a lot of finger pointing. Oh, yeah. Because they should have won it. They should have won it. With uh, a president, they should have won. Ratings they should they have won it. There's no reason they shouldn't. No, there's no reason that the Democrats could control the Senate right. after, other than another nightmare Republican collapse. Mm-hmm. Which, which in many per- ways, they're, they're capable, capable of doing. Full of capable uh, but of you doing. can point back to the what you can point back to is the Latino vote. Yeah, Latino, the Latino vote. vote. And uh, I think that will cause Boehner say, you know what, screw this. I, it, we are going to have reform now, and we're going to make it happen. And somebody, right away. you know what? Somebody should go uh, because I, I didn't know about this statistic until I had heard it from you, and then I looked it up on my own. It was true, right? I, well, yeah, every, everything's true. Unless Politifact uh, checks. checks you, uh, but no, and they're wrong. The, the overwhelming, <laughs> the statistic that should be put out to all these Republicans is: listen, if Mitt Romney would have gotten the same percentage of the Latino vote in 2012 as McCain did in 08, he'd be president. That's right. That is. Boom, folks! Yep. Right? I mean, Republicans. Boom. What else do you need? What What else do you need? Yeah. There's no other statistic that yeah. point it, that you can use to show that there would have been a swing in the presidential election. Everything else being equal, GOP passes reform. They get some credit for it. They will be the majority party for the next twenty years. Yeah. It, they don't pass it. They're the permanent minority party. Yeah, permanent. Bam. Yeah. Just bam. Yeah. Um, now, David, did you find out how many? Are we doing good on the downloads? We uh, we kicking butt. Oh, I knew we forgot to look. It's just terrible. We, we still know we're the most. We, we just do a show in the universe. universe. Uh, now, you guys know, if you have any questions you want us to address a topic, all you got to do is email Rocky uh, at rrockliffe.immigration.net. Uh, or just actually you can email immigration at immigration.net, yeah. and uh, we'll get those questions we'll get and be happy to talk to them we'll, on, we'll on talk the air. About, uh, we don't shy away from any topic. No, we'll obviously not. Well, literally anything on this show, including whether whether the Phil Collins Genesis song is any good or not. Uh, we can we can talk about we'll, all that. We'll, we'll probably get a ton of comments about that. You know, that. but you know, look, look at, I, I like to look globally at how the world looks at immigration, and I got to tell you, we still remain the most welcoming country despite the crazy. I do want to give a shout out, by the way, to my kids uh, in my DACA laws, many of whom were in Athens yesterday. At a public process, banging on the door of the president of UJ, literally nice. banging nice. on his door, the many he come out and denounce the policy on in-state tuition. Kudos to you, kids! And there's, yeah, I mean, you know, they are do. they are courageous, they are strong, yep. they are exactly who I want leading us going into the future. Uh, and um, it is the amount of of cowardice, cowardice on political leadership's part of the Board of Regents. On the issue of tuition is still stunning to me. It, and you're right. It's cowardice because they basically want somebody else to make the ruling. And that's why the lawsuit and David, that we have I will not be happening. here next week. Next week is oral argument on the inside tuition at 10 o'clock. Down, I will be down here. Judge, you going to be going to be here? I'll be here. Th- throw me some uh, Maybe throw live some podcast or something. So live, live podcast. Live, live tweet, live podcast, live whatever. Live and, uh, tweets. Tell, uh, uh, tell everybody what's happening down at the courthouse. I, I would do Rock R- 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 Cliff. Would live tweet you? <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm C. Cook <laughs> uh, on Twitter. If you need to reach us, go on Facebook at Cook Immigration or go ahead and uh, uh, email us at immigration at immigration.net. Till next week, this is Chuck Cook and Rocky Rockliffe on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio. This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.